0: If you have imposter syndrome, whether you're the managing director of a company, someone who's won many awards, delivered multiple presentations or secured great wins, regardless of what you've achieved, how much respect you command or how much great work you've done, you may still wonder if you are good enough. (laughs) Welcome to Jane Jackson Careers, a podcast that takes your career to the next level. Here's your host, Jane Jackson, author of Amazon Careers bestseller, Navigating Career Crossroads. Welcome back to Your Career Podcast. Do you suffer from imposter syndrome? You know, many of my clients feel imposter syndrome, so I wrote this article for Michael Page Australia, The Recruitment Professionals, and it's such a powerful piece that I decided to turn it into a podcast and share it with you today. Okay, so here are the top tips to overcome the dreaded imposter syndrome. When you receive a compliment about a job well done, do you immediately respond with, oh, it was nothing? Do you really think that it was nothing and believe that anyone else could have done it better than you? If you constantly feel that what you do is not good enough, you may have imposter syndrome. Now, this is a psychological term describing a pattern of behavior where you doubt your accomplishments and have a persistent fear of being exposed as a fraud. As a career coach, I come across this frequently, especially with my clients, male and female. Okay, so it's not more males or more females feel imposter syndrome than the others, but both who have experienced a redundancy and are in between roles because their self-confidence is usually at a low ebb. I found that it doesn't matter how powerful anybody is, they may still experience imposter syndrome. So, whether they're the managing director of a company or someone who has won many awards, delivered multiple presentations, or secured incredible wins, regardless of what they've achieved, how much respect they command, and how much good work they've done, they may still wonder if they are good enough. And despite having adequate external evidence of accomplishment, they'll remain convinced that they don't deserve the success that they've achieved. Does this sound like you? Now, they may call their success lucky or just good timing and dismiss it, believing that other people are better, more intelligent or more competent than they are. Now, here's how to spot if you have imposter syndrome. 1 you're about to deliver a presentation and you secretly think that you're about to be found out for how hopeless you really are. Or two, you finally get that promotion you've wanted at work and your inner narrative tells you that they must have been short on better candidates or that you didn't really deserve the promotion. You're convinced that you're not going to live up to expectations." Or three, perhaps you're sitting in a big meeting and you just know that your manager is going to walk in any minute, tap you on the shoulder and tell you that you really aren't qualified for the job, even though you're the most experienced person in the room. Often people with imposter syndrome are perfectionists who have a huge fear of failure and constantly undermine their own achievements. Now this can be so debilitating, causing stress, anxiety, shame and low self-esteem. I'd like to share with you a case study of one of my clients. I'm not going to give you her real name. I'm going to call her Mary, all right? But round about two years ago, I worked with a client, Mary, who is a very talented designer who's won numerous awards for her work and is so well respected in her industry. However, despite all of the accolades and awards, she always felt that she was only as good as her next achievement. Of course, she'd had no way of knowing when public recognition would come and imposter syndrome set in. Mary doubted her ability and all the awards meant nothing to her as she called herself unemployed following major restructures in a company which actually had led to an unhealthy work culture for quite a long time before the redundancy. Now I started working with her to identify her personal and career values. We set out to detail her achievements and specifically the actions she took to get her stellar results. We discovered her true career anchor, skills and knowledge, personal preferences and work motivators and demotivators and what we found was that Mary really wanted to be autonomous, to be the master of her own destiny and not Have to answer to a manager who didn't respect her work, all within this toxic work culture that had suddenly. Developed. Now, her dream actually, and she hadn't admitted this to herself originally, but her dream was to set up her own business. Now, this is what she's now done, and she's designing and creating what she loves most. Because of her talent, her work is a true reflection of who she is. She no longer has the imposter syndrome because she's honest with herself about who she is and the value that she brings through her work. Now, how can you overcome imposter syndrome? Let's go through each step again. Now, to deal with fraudulent feelings, it helps to voice your fears with a mentor or a safe peer group, as you'll find that you are not alone. Imposter syndrome is more common than you think. Now write down a list of your achievements, your skills and success, your skills and successes. I'm getting tongue-tied here aren't I? Now regardless of how big or small those skills and successes are, this will prove that you do have concrete value to share with the world. Use this method, I'm about to tell you, to document your accomplishments. A. Identify the problem or situation that required you to take a specific action or lead your team to take a specific action. Okay? Identify the problem, write it down. Problem or situation or circumstance. Next, identify each action that you or your team under your leadership took. So this is the action. Write down what action you took. And then next, let's find out what the result was identify the tangible result of your action or actions this could be streamlining of processes profit improvements cost savings risk management outcomes or perceived benefits as well so the situation the action and the result now make sure you include these accomplishments in your resume too as a reminder of the value that you bring to your role and your previous roles as well this is a huge Huge confidence booster and it proves that you're not an imposter. It proves that you know what you're doing. Now next, build a strong support system with people you respect. Mentors, peers, family and friends, you know, the good people who lift you up. But what you need is someone who's going to give you a realistic assessment of what you can do and ask them for ongoing feedback that validates your efforts and outcomes and let them know that you don't mind having constructive criticism because it's only through the observations and critical appraisal that you're going to be able to know what you need to work on to improve. Next is create a strong pitch. It's going to be empowering to know what you will say when someone asks you. So what do you do? Now, here's a template that's going to make make things really easy for you. And I'll have this in my show notes as well. So if you don't write this down, don't worry. Just go to my show notes at JaneJacksonCoach.com forward slash podcast and you'll find this template there. So here we go. I'm and then state your name, and I'm, then state your area of expertise. I help, who is it that you help, or what is it that you help to, and what is the outcome of your work, and how do you do it? All right, so let me show you what mine would be. I'm Jane Jackson, I'm a career management coach and I help professionals create their dream career by supporting them to gain clarity and confidence and provide them with the personal tools to reach their goals. So what I've done is I've told you who I am, my name, I've told you my area of expertise, I've told you who I help and I've told you the outcome of my work plus how I do it. So one more time, I'm Jane Jackson, I'm a career management coach, and I help professionals to create their dream career by supporting them to gain clarity and confidence and provide them with the personal tools to reach their goals. Now, how simple is that? I can say this anytime. I can make it shorter and I can make it longer, whether I'm sitting on a plane next to someone and someone says, say, so what do you do? Or if I'm in an interview or if I'm pitching for work and people want to. Know what I'm all about or I can use it at networking meetings as well all right once you've got a pitch you feel so much better because you know who you are and you know the value that you bring now imposter syndrome happens when you underestimate how good you really are and when you believe you have to know everything you don't have to know everything okay allow yourself to continue learning and accept that there are times when you will need to take a course develop a skill or ask for advice and that's fine now how to get yourself match fit for work all right. To get match fit for work, you must choose an environment that matches well to your values and personal preferences. Conduct an audit of what is important to you and compare it with what you are offered at work okay so if if there's a job or an environment that you're going to be going to does it actually match with your top values and your motivators if there's a discrepancy identify specifically what it is and then once you know the specifics you can actually take action to resolve it Okay, so here's what you must do. Number one, conduct a values assessment. How closely do your values match with the environment you're in? And do you believe in that business? And are you surrounded by like-minded professionals? If we're with people who share our values, it just feels so good. And it helps to validate that what you believe to be true is. Now, the second thing is to identify your personal preferences. What motivates and demotivates you at work? What are you willing to tolerate and what's really not acceptable? Decide what you're going to change and what cannot be changed. Change what you can and then accept what you can't. All right. The next is assess your skills and knowledge. Now, Are your skills up to date or do they belong in the previous century or even previous millennium? Okay, do you need more experience in a specific area? If you need additional training experience, strategize. How will you get it? The world of work is changing and it's changing rapidly. So in order to stay on top of your game, you must keep your skills up to date. That's a not negotiable. Next one is find a mentor. A mentor you can be found within your organisation or outside of the business, okay, but the thing is that they must understand the industry and be able to provide objectivity when you're not able to see the forest for the trees. They will be the ones who lift you when you're unsure of what to do next. The next thing is acknowledge your achievements, write them down, make them tangible as dollars or percentage improvements, because that's proof of what you have achieved and the value of what you have achieved. Acknowledge your intangible results too. And these are the perceived improvements. You know, maybe you've improved employee morale, Uh, maybe you've got a great motivated team. Um, They're not always quantifiable, these intangible results, but they are Equally important for that feel-good value. And the next thing, and really this is probably number one, is take care of yourself. Please, eat well, sleep well, and look after your physical health through exercise. If you don't take care of yourself, honestly, you cannot take care of anybody else. All right, you need enough sleep. You need nutrition. You need the exercise because your body needs all of this to work at optimal level. And if you're feeling good, there's a darn sight more confidence within you, isn't there? Take time to meditate, use positive affirmations and acknowledge your strengths. If you're good at something, acknowledge that you're good at something. There's no point putting yourself down for no good reason, right? Now look to this quote by author Marianne Williamson. It's one of my favourites. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We are all meant to shine. These tips will help you to acknowledge when your self-talk starts to undermine your confidence and that ugly imposter syndrome rears its head again. Remember, we are all meant to shine. And remember, you're good enough, that you are enough, and next time someone compliments your good work, just say, thank you, I appreciate that. Now... If you want to overcome imposter syndrome, I've got something for you. I have a free masterclass. It's called The Three Secrets to Personal Branding for Career Success. Find out how to project an authentic brand and attract career opportunities and career and business success. Created this just for you, so all you need to do is to go to janejacksoncoach.com forward slash three secrets. This is in my show notes, so you'll be able to find the URL and take take the masterclass because it's free. It's there. I'd love to meet you in the masterclass and let me help you. Okay, so until next time, stay healthy, stay well, and believe in yourself. If you enjoyed this podcast look for your career podcast on itunes and leave a review and for all the career management support you need to create your dream career visit janejacksoncoach.com and join my careers academy for live career webinars group coaching one-on-one coaching support as well as my online career development courses isn't it time you found your dream job You've been listening to Jane Jackson Careers. Sign up to receive regular career advice at janejacksoncoach.com. If you enjoyed this episode of Your Career Podcast, I invite you to check out my career success program at